Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi, Beth. We're doing a podcast today, Beth. Did you know? You got to get your headphones on. Hi, Jenna. Is this your first time? I thought I could at least get a couple of bites in. Before. Why didn't you bite them? We just took a 20-minute break. Because I drank some water, and I was like, it might be thirst, not hunger. But then we sat down, and I was like, no, it's definitely hunger. I'm hungry. So I tried to take a sneaky little bite. Jenna, how are you? Well, I just had a piece of chocolate during our break. <laughs> your blood sugar is <laughs> in a good, good spot. I'm glad. That makes one of us. Yeah, I'm good. So... You know, we moved warehouses in June. I vaguely remember that. Remember that? Yeah. That's so crazy how much happened. So it happened in June. Then COVID happened in July. Then I moved in August, my house. Yeah. No, I got it. And so we're still like, you know, transitioning to Mm -hmm. this new, me not seeing you guys every day. Because you used to all come to my house. I know. You know what I mean? That's been hard. Yeah. Yeah. You mean for you or for me? For me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was telling Father Mark Mary, shout out. And I said, I just really think everyone misses me at the office and I wish I could be there. And he's like, that's funny. Usually people don't want their boss around. That's Father, that's not true. <laughs> Father is an avid gathering place listener. Is he? So he is going to hear that. Yeah. Oh, great. Hi, Father. <laughs> anyway, so it is nice that you guys miss me. Yeah, it's been so sad for me. But I had also... I was like in isolation for yeah from everyone. So it wasn't just a you thing. Now I'm just getting used to not being with you. That doesn't make sense, but I know what I mean. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. It's just been like this crazy feeling over this past year of of being with my spiritual director and having this sort of uncovering of this desire to love my vocation, even a loving of my vocation without the desire. Like, I love it. I yeah. love for the first time in my life being a wife and a mom. Yeah. And like doing wife and mom things where I always felt like it was like a separate thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, I run this ministry and do all of these things. And this is like another job, wife and mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for the Lord to really purify me and my desires. And now I want to be a wife and mom, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think going through everything we went through with COVID, which we shared last episode, just really like embedded that even more in my heart that I want to just like slow down and be with my kids and Mm -hmm. with my family. But it's this weird feeling of wanting to actually be in two places at once. You know what I was just thinking? The Lord is always doing something new. Yes. You know, see, I'm doing something new. But I think I used to think that meant it was going to be something revolutionary, n- novel, yes, something unique. I know what you mean. And now I think I'm understanding that scripture to mean I'm doing something deeper. Yeah. <laughs> so like when I think back on this, really what, what I've seen you experience is like a true conversion of heart. Yeah. It, it's like a, a total transformation of your heart to love your vocation. Yeah. From God calling you 
to kind of come back home and, and settle in to then your desire for that to now just a genuine, overwhelming, beautiful love. Yeah. That progression has been over time. So the new thing has been the one thing, but it's been deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Speaking of graces in prayer, my spiritual director taught me this new way to pray. Yeah. So I've been doing this for six months. You I know? can't believe this because you have been praying the same way for so long. Since my spiritual director, you mean? No. Oh. How you used to pray. Oh, yeah. You prayed that way for such a long time. How many years? 15. Yeah. And then it's just changing. Yeah. It's utterly different. It's so cool. You know how we talk about like going to the chapel and being like, oh, I don't have my stuff. Yeah. That doesn't matter to me anymore. Right. I don't use any stuff in prayer. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. I don't need anything anymore. I don't do anything. I don't journal anymore. Just the other day, I had a brand new journal. It's just shocking because I had this brand new journal that yeah. I bought months ago. Anyway, I opened it up the other day and it just has my normal way that I start the date. Yes. The feast day or where I am. And then Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's how I like start all of my journaling. But there was nothing written in it. Yeah. Like from, I think it was May. So I had already been with my spiritual director before that, but I had this journal. I thought I would start it. Apparently didn't. And I just repurposed it. I started using it to like take notes on other things. And I'm like, this is bizarre. Yeah. Like I used to, I mean, live or die by my journal. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have a box of journals. I don't journal anymore. Wow. So my spiritual director taught me this new way to pray. It's Ignatian. The first time I met with her, she was like, you know how St. Ignatius would tell you how to pray. Like, and I was like, mm, remind me. <laughs> <laughs> how would you explain it? <laughs> yeah, I had never heard of this. Okay. But she said that you like become aware mm -hmm. of God's loving presence with you. You give him all of your distractions. You offer him whatever. And that clear your mind, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you invite the Holy Spirit and you ask God for a particular grace. This has changed my life. I mean, I could stay on that first one for an hour. So in the beginning, I did. Yeah. Almost all of my prayer was just becoming aware. Yeah. And a lot of times I stayed for a long time, like offering him things. Okay. Yeah. The later part, like inviting the Holy Spirit is pretty quick and an interesting thing and a huge blessing of this new way to pray is that I ask God for a grace and I stay with that grace until he tells me to change it. Yeah, I so love that. For me, that has looked like when an image in prayer changes, I know there's a new grace. Mm -hmm. So in like six months, I've been with, I think, four images total because I've had four words total. Yeah. And the very first time I prayed and asked God for a grace, it was like so exciting. You yeah. Know? I had this image of like a radar gun in a cop car mm -hmm. and I saw the cop's hand on it and I was like, what? Radar? How is this a grace? Like, what are you talking about? So I kind of sat with it. I was like talking about it to the Lord, describing it, thinking I would hit on it eventually. And finally, I just heard the Lord in my heart say, slow down. And I laughed hysterically, yeah. you know? Yeah. So every day I would say, Come Holy Spirit, overshadow me, grant me the grace to slow down. Mm. And I prayed with that for months. And it's been interesting now. That was the first. So I've had three words since then. 
it's interesting that I have observed, I'm really only seeing the fruit of that grace after I change into the new word. Yeah. So when the scene changed and I started praying for a different grace, that's when I actually deeply started experiencing slowing down. Yeah. Which was sort of a natural consequence of the suffering. But I had been living into that even before. I had been very, very drawn to slow down, literally in my driving, in my schedule, in like how fast I walk. I'm a fast walker. I'm just not a fast walker anymore. Wow. Praise God. (laughs) I can keep up finally. Yeah, yeah. I have long legs. Can't keep up with her. It's surprising, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I had been sort of already living into this and attracted to this, but it felt sort of incompatible with Mm. my life, the pace of my life and the reality of the demands of my work, whatever. As I sort of came out of that early COVID, which was very quiet in prayer, one of the first things, I think it actually was the first thing that I vividly, loudly heard from the Lord was the season for pushing is over. It was one of those words that I like felt it in my whole body. I heard it in my heart. I almost like saw it, you know? It stopped me in my tracks. I was literally walking and he said, the season for pushing is over. In that moment, I was pushing already, wanting to be done with being sick. Yeah. Wanting to like pull myself up by my bootstraps get started, you know, play through the pain kind of a situation. Yeah. But that, I mean, that really caused me to pause and apply that to the situation I was in at that moment, but really to begin to wonder and kind of play with in prayer what that was going to look like moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I shared that with you and Mike right away. And I think we are already in that same posture. Mm Mm-hmm of really feeling like it's time to slow down with our family and with the pace of everything we do. Mike and I tend to both go 150 miles an hour on our own stuff. And then um, we're not at all present to each other or to our family. Mm. Uh, So that's a temptation for us both. So we are both on the same page, thanks be to God, Mm. and wanting to slow down Uh, that's when I started really embracing and looking at like being aware of the present moment of paying attention to the present moment. Yeah. Tell me about that because you posted this YouTube video when you guys were kind of coming out of the fog Uh and you changed like your YouTube channel to Jenna at the present moment. Yes. And I remember thinking like, what's going on here? Like there's something happening yeah on a heart level when I saw that name and channel come up yeah well I tend to like really fall madly in love with certain things and then I become obsessed with them Mm -hmm. so like cloth diapers when I was first having babies and mom blogging Mm -hmm. shout out to a mama collective (laughs) (laughs) um then blessed is she yeah fell hard you know Mm -hmm. Anyway, so now I'm homeschooling. So I'm like, this is what I'm loving right now. So I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And I don't want to feel this pressure of like being niched into anything in my life. I want to be able to like love what the Lord's putting right in front of me. Yeah. You know? Wow. It's not very profound. I actually think that's very profound. Really? Yes. 
I think you pushed against that natural desire to like go all in on homeschooling. Yeah. And to say, this is where I am right now, but my highest priority, yeah. like my top value is to stay present to what the Lord is doing. Yeah. So I might be talking about homeschooling totally, or clean beauty products yeah, or prayer yeah. or our family's daily schedule. But this is what the Lord is asking me to be present to yes. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And really just wanting to be present to my family, to soak up the present moment of being with whoever is right in front of me, even my friends, to not want to look at my phone, to not want to be somewhere else. For example, this morning, Nico woke up at 525. I was so annoyed. But then I just brought him into my bed with me and just laid there with him. And I'm like tempted to like turn around, just open my phone, because what else am I going to do at 540 in the morning? Yeah. But instead, I just kept laying there and holding him. And I was like, I'm just like Nico and the Lord's just holding me. Yes. Then he would like get up. It's like pitch black in my room. Yeah. And like sit up and then just lay back down in my arms. Buddy. He's so cute. Dada. Dad's no, not here. He's Sorry. not here. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> he left two hours ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so really just that in a nutshell, but for every single moment of my life. Yes. Which is actually much harder. I love to drive. Driving is like one of my favorite things mm-hmm. to do. But I can find myself, you know that, you, everyone experiences this, where you kind of like fog out. Yeah. You get like blurry, unfocused, mm-hmm. which is like really dangerous to do when you're driving. Yeah. Everyone really needs to focus. Not so much distracted, like you're looking at your phone, but like you just... Yeah, like zone out. Zone out. Totally. Totally. And you've been in conversations where someone's looking at you and they're zoning out as you're talking. <laughs> or I'm zoning out. And it's hard. It takes a lot of energy to actually like focus on what is right in front of us. And that's what I feel like the Lord is asking me to do in my everyday life, especially just to not zone out to what's going on around me, but to actually focus and like look at what's right in front of me. I think present moment is like key to the equation of slowing down. I didn't realize before that the pace and the rush and the planning and the looking ahead, being prepared, whatever it is, multitasking, meant that I was not, not only not present in yes. the moment, but I I was not enjoying my life. Mm. I, I wasn't enjoying anything I was doing, even the things that I had been looking forward to yeah. because there was such anxiety about everything else that's next. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel myself still wanting to not only be focused, so not the zoning out thing, but also just not go back to how I used to be, mm-hmm. which is so easy for me to go back to it because I'm so good at things. Yeah. And I'm you so are, efficient at them. You're a very capable person. Yeah. It's shocking. You know what I mean? I sure do. And I just don't want to be that person. For example, my daughter was in the car with me and she said, Mom, you reminded me so much of Grandma earlier today. And I said, I did. Okay. Newsflash in case anyone doesn't know, my mom is beautiful. She's incredible. She's yeah. amazing. She works out every day. You probably met her on a retreat because yeah. she's running the kitchen. Yeah. She's just amazing. Yeah. So I was like, you did? Thinking like my daughter's going to tell me I looked really pretty or yeah, I don't know. I looked fit for the day. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you were just moving around, getting all this stuff done. Wow. 
And I was like, oh, yikes. Yeah. My mom and I know how to get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. And it comes at a cost mm-hmm. of peace and of making space for people. Yeah. And of being a great comfort, I think. I can like sense myself wanting to just a habit mm-hmm. of being who I've been for 35 years. Yeah. Seeing the example of my mom getting so many things done and serving our family and loving my family, loving me and wanting to be like that. And just again, the Lord pressing on me to slow down. Mm -hmm. And when I say like be a comfort, that's been something I've been really drawn to is Mm -hmm. this idea of comforting my kids Yeah. I think I told you this. It's not just about me changing all their sheets and making all their beds. And that's like such a beautiful way to show my family I love them. Yeah. But that if they were to come in the room, I would be able to sit down and look them in the eye and talk to them. Mm -hmm. So love them in this way of comforting them and Mm -hmm. being making space for them as opposed to I'm making your beds. So yeah, you're welcome. I think for me, even even as an adult, but certainly as a child, some of the deepest pain of my life is being not, is not being received yes. by people. And so I think it's beautiful that you desire to be that. Yeah. A safe place. Yeah. To have a moment of respite in relationship because that's what a good, safe, loving relationship truly is. Yeah. So, you know, I have 8 million things on my to-do list and I found myself, one of them was like to shower, which like, I'll leave that for the end of the day, whatever. There are so many more important things to do, Mm. but I've started to really listen to the Lord yeah, and the Holy Spirit and pause long enough, which takes no time at all for him to prompt me one way or another to hear what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And just this deep security or faith and trust I've grown to have that, Lord, if you're not asking me to get this thing done on the website right now, yeah. but instead you're asking me to read Cat in the Hat for the 50th time to Gabby, mm-hmm. then you will make the time. And you will honor that I'm doing what you are asking of me. Yes. Not what I want to do or what human wisdom would tell me is the smartest thing to do. Right. But instead to really trust that the Lord's plan is better. I think that's what is so beautiful about what you're describing because you could block out, you know, in your efficiency, in human wisdom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read aloud to the kids at this time. Yeah. But the point is, Gabby has a, a need yeah. and a desire for connection at a different time, mm-hmm. at a spontaneous time. Yeah. And so that's the beauty of the spirituality of the present moment. Yes. Is that you can attend to the most important thing. You know, going back to that wisdom of Jesus, there's need of only one thing. And so practicing the present moment is staying attentive to the one thing, but we don't necessarily know what that one thing is. We have to hear what that one thing is from the Lord. Each time. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about the Israelites in the desert, right? Trying to like store up the manna and it would Mm. spoil 
because you have to get it fresh every day. Mm. So we have to hear from the Lord about our pace of life, our commitments, our relationships, what he would order as the priority every day. Well, and there have been times where I'm like, no, Lord. Yeah. Like I'm disobedient to what I'm sensing you're asking me to do. Yeah. And there's no peace in that. Totally. There's just, it's, the the thing is more frustrating that I'm doing. Yeah. I'm agitated. Yeah. My sense is all off. Yeah. It's just because I'm being disobedient. Totally. It's like anxious energy. Yeah. You know? Yes. Even if it's a good thing that I'm pursuing, I can feel in my body, this is, I don't have a lot of peace around this thing. Yeah. Even though it's good, even though I'm excited about it, I'm drawn to it, but it's, the Lord is not blessing it. I'm not like moving in peace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really incredible. Yeah. To do this alongside Mike and you and to grow together in this way. Therese was feeling the same things post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been just a massive grace that we've been able to, we've been sort of parallel yes. in this. Yeah, I think one of the ways that the Lord invited me to slow down was around my coffee routine. I would normally make my coffee in the morning and just drink it while I'm doing things or take it in the car, you know, to go. Um, so there's this garden in my backyard that's so beautiful but I spend no time there Mm -hmm. you know and yet it's like this beautiful (laughs) flowering gift like beckoning me Mm. but I never like walk across the yard to go to that part of the garden you know of the garden and I felt like the Lord asked me to start having my coffee in the garden in the morning which was so beautiful The idea was so life-giving, you know? There was just a lot of grace on it. I felt a lot of joy about it. But as soon as I started having my coffee in the garden, I started looking for a lesson, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. I'm like, am I supposed to be watching how things grow? Is it? Are we sitting down to talk about something? Like considering it another prayer time, you know? And I, I shared about this on Teachable Tuesday right after it happened. But when I asked the Lord, what are we doing out here? What do you want me to do out here? And he said, nothing, mm. nothing. And it's been challenging yeah. to do nothing. In fact, I noticed just this week, I've been like, not avoiding it, but it's the first thing to go. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because even the time it takes to walk across the yard into the garden, I'm like, ugh. I don't know. It seems like a whole thing. Yeah. It's like so ridiculous how hardwired we are for productivity Mm -hmm. and for maximizing every minute, you know? And so to think like I'm going to spend 10 minutes, it's nothing, but I'm not naturally a morning person anyway. (laughs) So then to have these 10 minutes, I would say I'm more accustomed to rushing through the morning, hence the to-go coffee, than sitting in the garden doing nothing. And even when I was working it into my schedule, the doing nothing part was was really hard. So I went back to the garden this morning. And? Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to be okay doing nothing. Mm. It's, but it's, it's so hard. Yeah. Even like watching things, just my mind is moving very fast. And, yeah. you know, I know the Lord is with me, so I want to deal with stuff. I want to talk about stuff. Mm. 
But no, we're just, he just wants me to do nothing. Really at the heart of that invitation initially, I felt like the Lord was saying, I, I want you to move from rest. That um, you don't have to earn rest, right? You don't have to work hard and then you get to rest. No, everything moves from rest. Mm. And really that's the pattern in the garden in the beginning, right? That Adam and Eve were created after the work was done. The first item of business for the father was rest with Adam and Eve. They didn't have to work in order to earn rest. And neither do we. It's so cool. He's finished the work yeah. before we do any work. Right. Totally. Maybe that's what... See, even now I'm like tempted to try and figure out what I'm doing in the garden. I, I'm not feeling like super rested there. Yeah. I, it's hard for me not to like wonder how long it's been or there are moments certainly where I'll just like a moment of like honest prayer will kind of mm. bubble up in my heart and then I just find I'm in tears sitting on this garden wall, you know? Yeah. But in general, it's not like this. There's not a lot happening there, mm-hmm. which is why I'm learning I have to fight for it. Yeah. You know? It's like Nico waking up at 5.30 in the morning and just laying in bed. He's not doing anything else. Yeah. You're saying I should be like Nico? Yeah. Just laying in the father's arms for these next 20 minutes until someone else gets up. Waiting for Gabby to come keep us company at 6 a.m. I just think that's so profound. Because I think we've always had this idea of like, we work for six days and then we get the rest at the end of it. Mm-hmm. But what is happening at the beginning of creation is that we're created and we start from rest. Yes. That's insane. Yeah. Mike heard from a priest a couple of weeks ago and it's like rocked him and he's sharing it with everyone, even though no one's asking. And it's um, abandon everything. Yeah. For prayer, for the Lord. And that I just think is so counterintuitive of our fallen human existence. Yes is let's get all these things done and then we can rest. And then Mike always even says that to the girls, get what needs to get done, then you can have fun. He has like a rhyme about it. I don't know that that's a rhyme, but. (laughs) Do what needs to be done and then have fun. Something like that. That's bad theology, Mike. (laughs) Mike, take it up with the Lord. Check Genesis, please, (laughs) sir. Anyway, but this beautiful, that's just so beautiful to think. We can start from rest. This relationship, everything, our, our lives will fall into place how the Lord wills. Mm-hmm. This is a very beautiful concept, isn't it? <laughs> and yet it's very hard to do. Very difficult. I, would I mean, I'm in the struggle of it right now. Yeah. I was out there this morning like, what are we doing? You know, I don't feel rested, but I know it comes over time. You yeah. know, I have to like get in the habit of it and the routine of it. In the beginning, I like sat out there weeping because mm. it was so it was such a reprieve, you know? Yes. But as the pace picks back up, this feels like superfluous, you know? The thing is, I think we can even think our life is right ordered if we put prayer first. Mm. But even prayer can become a task. Yes. Even prayer is a doing. That's what I'm trying to do in the garden. I'm trying to make it something. But no, rest is its own thing. There's a song that um, has been haunting me ever since I, I got that grace. It came on 
You know when you finish a playlist on Spotify and no. then it starts? That never happens to you. Mm-mm. Okay, just, <laughs> just me. Well, Jenna, let me tell you a little bit about how Spotify works. Please do. When you finish playing a playlist, yes. it will just start playing songs. And it it's called like. like, yeah, yeah, it's called like this playlist radio, you know? And on the playlist radio, like basically like shuffle, but a song I'd never heard before. Yes. Just starts playing like quiet my soul because they're teaching me how to slow down. And it's like so, so catchy, like not not catchy because it's not upbeat. It's like very chill, but it like really draws you in. And so I put it on like my worship playlist, you know, and I was like, haha, Lord, slow down, you know. And I noticed for a while when that was my grace and prayer, sometimes when I was moving too fast, I would just like hear mm. a word or a chorus you know, the bridge of that song, which, and I just knew it was the Lord singing to me, like, slow down, surrender it all. Let me take control and Mm. slow down. Wow. I think ultimately, I just want to reinvite myself, (laughs) you, Mm. to slow down. Nothing really more profound than that. Because I think once we start to do it, we realize how profound it really is. Yeah. How would you advise that practically, Beth? For me, I think it really, the first place it hit my heart was driving, that I was just always rushing to the next thing. And then the next thing was how fast I walk. And the Lord saying to me, like, slow down. You don't have to walk so fast. Yeah, so there was a, a day I was walking literally from the church to my car, and I had pulled out my rosary. And in my maximizing brain I thought well I can get a decade in on the way to the car which no you can't I'm like I mean how far away is your car good gravy exactly I'm like 10 seconds away why am I like trying to you know what I mean (laughs) but that's how I was feeling I've just got to fit everything in I've got to Mm. make the most of every moment so then it was the Lord saying like you can just walk to the car you don't have to be doing anything on the way to the car which sounds a lot like what he's saying to me about the garden now that I say that to all of you. Yeah. So for me, it was driving and walking were the two like really practical ways. Mm -hmm. And then I think like, okay, now as I'm being obedient to those things and like experiencing grace and relief in doing those, next came the invitation into the garden Yeah. with my coffee. Yeah. is probably that the first thing I used to do when I would wake up was go to my computer and start working. And so now it's this um, embrace of my kids or not doing that. Yeah. For a couple of weeks, I was just rolling over and reading the daily readings, and that was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But really just getting out of the habit of starting to work right away. Yeah. Like I got to get all of this done before school, before anything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. It's just not healthy. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, looking at my phone first thing in the morning is not good for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I stopped looking at all that stuff. My, like, very Christian part of me, religious part of me, wants to say, just go pray about it, which is great. Mm. But I really just think you could pay attention to your life. And I think normally we would say, like, pray and ask the Lord, where can I slow down? Yeah. 
But you know, mm-hmm. we've talked so much today about the experience of rushing and pushing that we even physically feel the pressure, the exhaustion, the irritation. Yes. So if you just pay attention to that, you probably know where you could slow down. I think that's a great tip for discernment. Yeah. Pay attention. Become aware. Yeah. Thank you, St. Ignatius. Mm-hmm. All right, should we pray? Yes, please. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we praise you and we thank you. You're such a good Father. You're so patient and kind. We ask, Lord, that you would illuminate our minds and our hearts with your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your peace. Help us to notice you throughout the day, Lord. Help us to notice when we're speeding ahead or when we're moving too fast. Help us to move in your pace, God. Lord, we know that you are before us and beside us and behind us. And so we let you lead. Please pave the way, Lord. Make the way. Thank you for the gift of this conversation, God, for um, moving our hearts to you, for being the first one to draw us in. We give you all the glory now and forever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Jenna. Well, if you too would like a prayer journal, since Beth is not using them, we have a lot at the shop. Blessedishu.net <laughs> slash shop. I would highly recommend them. You could use the prayer journal for other things like Beth does. To-do lists. Anyway. Outlines. Thanks, Jenna. For the journals? Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.